Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. Hello, Faith Walkers. Thank you for joining us. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their stilettos. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding. But as a mindset coach, what inspires me more is their backstory and their mindset on how they got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her journey. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. So today we have Kavita Suri. She's an entrepreneur with over 20 years in the beauty industry. She's developed a brand for bridal beauty and an award-winning makeup artist, the owner of Infuse Med Spa in the luxurious Yorkville in downtown Toronto, and she provides beauty academy training. Kavita also has her own skincare line called Infuse Derm. Please welcome to the show, Kavita. Hello, hello. Hey. Thank you. Hey. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and to share your story with us. Well, thank you for creating a podcast that can share the real deal. On, thank on you. What happens with uh, women entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs in general that we don't thank really you. show, right? Exactly. You know, yeah. we're so busy showing our highlight reel that people want to know, like, what are the failures you had to go through and the struggles that you had to deal with? So I want to thank you for agreeing to be transparent, to come on and just to share your story with us. Absolutely. Anytime. So what I love to start with is an icebreaker question, because especially as women entrepreneurs, we have all these titles that we go by. Mm -hmm. And I think that a title that is used so many times in one day that we don't give enough credit is our name. Because the meanings of our names, they hold weight. We're declaring something so many times a day by saying this. So my first question to you, Kavita, is do you know what your name means? I do, actually. Uh, My name means poetry in uh, Hindi script. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So it kind of makes you... sense, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I have, have a beautiful, beautiful story to story. tell all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I love it. So what did you want to be when you were a little girl? So two things. One was I wanted to run my own business. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew that when I was 16. And then the other thing was I wanted to become a police officer. Hmm. So two different things. The reason why I wanted to become a police officer was because I wanted to help community. I wanted to enforce, you know, proper laws and all that. But that path, I didn't follow it Mm -hmm. um, because my, it's interesting when we have our co-op position, my career counselor says to me, what do you want to do? I said, well, let's, I want to try the law enforcement. And he kind of looked at me and he said, he's like, now remember this is 1998. Um, where there wasn't a lot of independent women at that time mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. their hustle. But in the course of many years, it's now a presence. But he says to me, oh, well, would you like to have children one day? And I said, I don't know, maybe. And he says, well, then that will be a difficult career path for you to follow. Is there something else? Oh, wow. And yeah. And I said, well, okay, what about cosmetics, cosmetology, beauty and he's like great so let's get you on that and actually it was almost a blessing in disguise because I think I am definitely on that right path (laughs) Mm. wow yeah so back then did it bother you that he helped you I don't want to say change your mind because Mm -hmm. you know no one can make you do what you don't want to do 
but I guess he kind of changed the trajectory of your career. No, it didn't no. bother me at that time. Okay. Not at all. No. Okay. Cool. So what inspired you to open a medical spa? I mean, it was a bit of a journey. So in the intro, you did mention I was a bridal makeup artist. So I actually started off as a bridal makeup artist for South Asian, the South Asian community because it was niche. And mm-hmm. there wasn't at the time when I did start in 1999, there wasn't um, a makeup artist per se that could fuse traditional and our Western culture with a demographic of women who really cared about what they look like, you mm-hmm. know, um, where they had a voice about what they look like. So it kind of started while I was in college and it blew up very quickly because I guess people loved what I did. So I kind of followed it and I was doing business marketing. So at the time I was volunteer, I was volunteering for underprivileged children mm-hmm. and I was in, you know, I went to school for business marketing and then I also was just doing makeup on the side, which became overall what I ended up doing. So kind of going back to the question, which was, how did I get started, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what inspired you to open a medical spa? Yeah, so then throughout the course of doing makeup, you want to grow, right? You don't Mm -hmm. want to just do one talent, you want to grow that talent. So um, what I did was I started doing hair updos, and then from there, I got really busy. I was Luckily, my parents let me work out of the basement mm-hmm. and set up a cute little studio, and it got really busy, and I was like, I think it's time for me to open up my own spa, like, um, you know, a location. So that was in 2007, and at the time, it was, um, I was located in this gorgeous salon. I had this beautiful room where I could do aesthetics and also my makeup. And so therefore brides would come and, you know, get their trials and their aesthetics and so forth. That was in 2007 and that was a basic aesthetic offering. Mm -hmm. And so I built, you know, my name in the industry through that. Probably one of my best moves because I got my name really out there in the community instead of being, uh, you know, in-home service kind of thing. So it's good to take that leap when you think you can't just take it, you know. Mm -hmm. So and I opened up here in Yorkville. And a lot of people were like, who's going to come out there? Who's going to, you know, who's going to travel out there? It's in Toronto. I'm like, they'll travel. (laughs) Like, if they want something, they're going to travel. And I was like from Mississauga. And you were like, you should open up Mississauga. I was like, never. Because I'm not going to have someone (laughs) tell me (laughs) what my prices are compared to someone else. Like, that, I didn't work this hard for you to tell me what my price is going to be, you know? And I feel being transparent in this conversation, that city, Mississauga and Brampton, does that to businesses. They sabotage Mm -hmm. each other. Where I feel in Toronto, they don't do that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, it's like the silent respect where you don't disrespect the other business owner. Right. You know, because it's hard to be out here in the beginning and, and to start with, you know? Right, right. So from there, uh, while I was there um, in that one location doing basic studies, that's when I kind of started my training because I had a lot of girls wanting to get into this industry. And so I started the training and I had actually the opportunity to train four girls at a salon out in Brampton. So I did that and the owner was just like, wow, you're really good at your the way you've set up your program, how you train, how you've like set up your modules. I'm going to introduce you to someone. I said, okay. She introduces me to this lady who owns a couple of academies, and my program got government recognized. Awesome. And I, yeah, and I got the opportunity 
to work in an academy. And this is kind of like the reason why I'm telling this in detail is because you don't know what's kind of planned. And, and I'm right. sure you understand this too. It's kind of, you have to do what you got to do, do your best. The doors will open. Yes. That's why there is that saying, because the doors will open. It may take five years, it may take seven years, but they're going to open for you, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the, the opportunity to then train in makeup. She wanted me to start training in hair and airbrush. And it was great. I, I'm a certified in the course of me training in like five years, like hundreds of women wow. um, to become makeup artists and hairstylists in this industry. And there was the voices that naysayers would be like, well, you're training them. Aren't you giving your, their trade secret? I'm like, I'm not. I'm giving them training ground and they mm-hmm. can go become the artist they want. And eventually it helps build my branding. Right. Because they're going to say, I got trained by Kavita Siri. Right. So there was that aspect. Now, the medical spa aspect came to me in 2011. And so I took the opportunity to work on the project. And so that one's a pretty tricky one. And I'm okay talking about it now. There is a story behind there. So (laughs) what happened was that a group of investors approached me to open up a slew of medical spas in Walmart. Oh, wow. Now, there was a, yeah, so there's a couple of bidders on the table per se. So there's investors that brought their people in the industry that would help run medical spas in Walmart. So I went, we won the bid and it was an absolute eight months of my life was a nightmare Wow. because, and I'm not putting the male gender down, but I'm sorry, they can't run businesses. Like they don't, they, I'm going to say it, I don't care if I have people messaging me and hating on me. They can't run businesses for shit. Just because like, you have a shitload of money, it doesn't yeah. make you a businessman. I read something today where they said basically 80 something percent of entrepreneurs today are women. Yeah, well, because mm-hmm. we're, if you look at the way we are typically brought up, mm-hmm. is we're typically brought up on how to run a household. Mm-hmm. Basic skills on how to run a household bring basic skills on how to run a business. Yeah. Okay. Where men are not brought up like that. You know, and I'm not hating, but it's very reflective on how they run businesses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so what happened? I was in this mess, and I made a decision. I said, okay, well, we have, you know, they're popping out all these locations. They expect me to run these locations, operate, plus the other stuff I was doing, and there was no money coming in. And mm-hmm. I was like running around with my head cut off, and I'm like what's really going on here? So I discovered um, money laundering. I discovered um, invoicing that was incorrect. I like fired the CFO. I took over an entire Incor because I'm like, I didn't get this far for you guys because you're not doing your job. I'm doing my job. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to continue doing my job. So that was the transition from 2011-2012 where I fully took over closed the Walmart locations down, which is really hard for me because you saw your entire empire fall to pieces. Mm-hmm. And with that comes a lot. There was, you know, customers trying to sue the corporation, your banking, your open, like there's just a lot that mm-hmm. happens. But, you know, and then you have like people writing bad stuff on the business that are yeah. about the business. And that hurts me because mm-hmm. I'm not, I wasn't in the business to try to make the billions of dollars that they would show in financials. I was in it because I care, mm-hmm. you know, and I care mm-hmm. and I love what I do. So that was that. And then this location that I have now, it's not a Walmart 
location-based. It's independent-based. We're here at 4 Charles Street. And I used to work in one room with one of my estheticians, mm-hmm. small little room. And I said to myself, I am going to make this happen. Even days where it was like so dark and I would like cry. I had a mentor. I would cry and I'd be like, I'm not doing this. Like I can't do that. I'm going to throw my towel in. And he would be like, you're going to do this. And you're going to shine. You're going to keep going. And it's interesting. I'm into numerology and astrology. He was He's my numerologist and also my mentor, my business mm-hmm. mentor. And I'm telling you, I'm so thankful I listened to him because <laughs> he was right. He's like, wait till another like six months, things are going to start turning around. And it did. It was just amazing because I was able to do a build out. I was able to have like active treatment rooms for different services, build my staff, build my business. And it wasn't easy. Here we are and let's do it now, you know. Um, so these are the things that you don't do. Is another thing is that you, um, you, we don't talk about and show in our Instagram per se, um, is the breaking up with your partnership. So it's like going through a divorce, literally. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, literally going through a divorce, imagine divorcing like five guys, mm. right? So you got to, you know, get rid of that old team and then you have to deal with people that think they're still entitled, which they are, they're not, and you still got to get rid of that. So, you know, there's a lot of that where we don't really talk about and we don't teach our women on how to deal with that. And I tell women how to deal with that without mm-hmm. being public about it. If a woman comes up to me and says, I need your help with the business, I will give you the black and white about it because right. I've been through it. However, with all of that being said, the medical spa is something where women of all types, all skin color can come in here and find their way. They can find the facial that suits them. They can find the laser treatment that suits them, the skincare. And this is what I wanted in Toronto, mm-hmm. you know, just because we have, again, I'll bring up Mississauga and Brampton who are more part predominant when it comes to the South Asian and Caribbean cultures. I want them to come to a city where they feel alive, where they can come in and feel related to the services and the owners and the estheticians, and they can walk away with great service. And I have women coming from Burlington, Oakville, Scarborough, Accor downtown, to come and get services from us. Mm-hmm. You know, I have women coming from Brampton get their brows shaped, waxed from us. From, yeah, from that's, me, you know? yeah, that's like what, a 40 like, minute drive? <laughs> it's a 20 minute drive, okay. you're paying for parking, and you're paying $40 for your brows. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. So I want to touch on a few things you said. You said when you first wanted to open up your location and because of you were catering to the South Asian community, people were pushing you to do it more directly into Brampton, Mississauga. And for the U.S. clients who don't know, that's like far from where she is now. And you stuck with um, (laughs) New Jersey. Okay, that's where all, or is it uh, Long Island, where a lot of Indians live out there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but you stuck to your your vision to open it in the luxurious Yorkville of Toronto. Yes. And people were saying to you, well, who's going to travel there? And look at that. You stuck to that. And people are traveling from far, paying extra from parking to come and pay luxury prices for your services. And because I think that's, they get what they pay for. Yes. But I think that speaks volumes, especially for you and for the women that are listening. You know, oftentimes you'll have people around you that may know you, family, friends, what have you. And they're coming with their opinions and yeah. let, let's put this politely, their uneducated thoughts <laughs> on Close-minded. what you should do. Right. Yeah. It's not about 
them. It's about the vision that was given to you. And sometimes when you steer off of your passion or your desires, you know, they lead you astray, but you stuck to your guns and you're now a successful business owner in Yorkville, Toronto. And then you spoke to about being connected to someone who helped you get your training recognized by the government. I think that's another thing when you're pursuing your passion and oftentimes we never know how things are going to work out. We never know what doors are going to open for us or the opportunities that it may bring. But when you stick to your focus and you're focused on doing your best at what it is that you do, those doors open for you. It's not like you're chasing them. They just happen. They no, come to they you. they will happen. God watches. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, he, he wa- no, and I speak very openly about my relationship and my connection with the universe and the God. He watches everything. He will everything. even watch you. When you're struggling, mm-hmm. and of he'll course. watch you how you treat people when you're mm-hmm. struggling, and he'll watch you when you treat people when you're doing successful. He watches everything. Yes. And there's gonna be a time where it's called your return, mm-hmm. your reap. Yep. You'll reap what you what you sow, what you and it sow. could be yeah. bad and it could be good. You know. Yep. Yep. I totally totally agree with you. Yeah. And to to even speak to that with your beliefs, which is beautiful, because when you were training people. And you're showing people what it is that you've done, what it is that you're doing. And people mm-hmm. are saying to you, oh, you know, you're giving trade secrets. That's not how you view things. And no, I, I definitely didn't. agree with you on that because leaders create more leaders. We're not trying. It's karma currency. Yes. Right? You got to do yes. When you become a master. Yes. Uh, what you do. Okay. Yes. You have to give it back. Yep. A hundred percent. Yep. We're here to create, not to compete. Hell Yeah. so so i i wanted to speak to one thing for those of you because you guys are listening and it's audio and it's a podcast you need to um it'll be in the detail section but where you can connect with kavita offline or actually on her own platforms but okay this woman has had over 20 years in the beauty industry yet she looks like she's 21 like i just want (laughs) i just want to speak to that (laughs) right there I remember uh, we both spoke at a brunch together and when yes. you were speaking and sharing your story, you, like, I, I believe, uh, yeah, I think you even said how old you were, how long you've been in the industry. And I was like, stop lying. <laughs> like, You're stop like, did you right say when you were 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow, that's beautiful. So yeah. I'm all about telling stories and how we tell our stories because I believe yeah. that it impacts us all. We can all relate. We can all learn and be inspired from it. So I found this quote on your website by you that I love, which you say, our eyes tell a story, our brows frame the story, and our lashes express it all. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It just came to me. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I, I want you to tell us about infused germ. Okay. So infused germ is a vegan animal cruelty free rather um, product that kind of, again, it was, I was led into creating the product. So Mm -hmm. a lot of customers would ask me, you know, how do I get rid of the pigmentation underneath my arms? How do I get rid of the pigmentation around my bikini area? So I would just say like, okay, go to the natural path, um, go to a natural store, pick up these products, mix it and put it and the girls come back and they say, oh, my God, it worked. It was wonders. Oh, look at my underarms. I'm like, wow, you've got some shiny underarms. All right. <laughs> let's go. So cute. in again, you always have to be open and you always have to be such a great listener and see what other doors open. So I had this one client 
no joke, flew in from Trinidad, would come get her treatments done from us. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so she was, like, studying in Miami, blah, blah, but she really wanted to get – there's nowhere in Trinidad that does, like, laser hair removal. I have a couple of clients that come from Trinidad to get their treatments done here. <laughs> so she comes in. I'm doing her brows, and she's like, Kavita, why don't you come up with your own product? Because it worked on her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Like, I have a lot on the go right now. And she's like, it won't be hard for you. And I wouldn't because I'm very resourceful, and I know – a couple of manufacturers I can partner with and sign a non-disclosure and make sure, you know, whatever they're creating is, is just for me and just my idea kind, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So there you have it. I created an underarm bar. So the underarm bar helps remove uh, discoloration underneath the underarms mm-hmm. um, through the right ingredients to create the results. Mm-hmm. And so what I really did was uh, then the girls started using the underarm bar in the bikini area, and I was like... I want to create like a cute, better packaging, you know, for the bikini area. So it looks a little bit more like an Elmer's glue stick. So it doesn't look like you're putting underarm deodorant on your bikini area. It's just aesthetically, it's a, it's a personal experience, right? Right. So I came out with the bikini treatment bar as well. So two, I'm working on those two products. Like I have them out. It's still a soft launch, even though it's been around for some time. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully, you know, with God's grace, I can have my own entire product line um, when it comes to your essentials, when it comes it. to yeah, your cleansers and, and your moisturizers and toners and all of that. So slowly but surely, hopefully that will happen. Love it. That's exciting. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, I love it too. I love that I'm speaking <laughs> about it, you know? And that's what you need to do. You're out here yeah. and you're sharing and providing solutions for people. Yeah. Yeah. You've been an entrepreneur for quite some time now and mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs as women as a woman of color you know you've got all of these things or, or we say like obstacles against you you've named some of the adversities that you had to endure can you think of any other experiences that you had to endure in terms of adversities to get to where you are today I mean it, you're always going to be challenged every mm-hmm. year okay mm-hmm. so it could be adversity is always there like I can't even specifically pick out one but I would say the one that you deal we deal with as women of color is our cultural expectations right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and being South Asian it's a big one it's you you go to school you go to university um, you got married you have kids okay (laughs) so this is what this is what your parent your immigrant parents come to this country for your better future right however you come to a country where you have a lot of freedom and this does not it's not in your everyday system where you see women getting married at 24 and and throwing away their degree and throwing away their dreams like we carried on right so I'm happy about that and that about that adversity because there was definitely a blessing in it because I was able to uprise the presence of not doing that not having to do that Mm -hmm. but I'm not against you know that path either way where you get your education you got married and you have kids but it's but you have choice we have choice and then right. and if i was in india i would have just been married with kids you know because right. that, that's the path right and then you have a lot of stuff you don't learn in school when it comes to business so you don't learn about you know the difference between a corporation n- name and a cor- numbered corporation how how to do stuff like that or how to be an incorporation, how to file your taxes as an incorp, as, and how to file your taxes as a sole, 
sole proprietor, um, proprietor or yeah. someone who pays herself out of the business how to manage your money. They don't teach you that in school. No, no, you they know? don't. Because they, don't they teach, teach you, you how to be a good employee. <laughs> yeah, and they don't teach you how to open up your bank account, how to, you know, negotiate better rates for your bank account, how to shop for all of it. They don't teach you any of that. And so I, I mean, I had to learn on my own, but I think it's important that there has to be. And I think that there was some sort of discussion in the educational curriculum to bring forth um, real-life skill um, mm-hmm. programs in, in schools, which I think is so smart. I don't know if they've applied it, but mm-hmm. I think it's great. You know, I think it's great mm-hmm. for them to know all this stuff. <laughs> you know? I think there's so many different life skills that we're taught as entrepreneurs. And in terms of sharpening your skills, like, and I'm not knocking the nine to five profession because everyone has their path. But when you're in a nine to five position, sometimes it's monotonous. The work you're, you're going in, you're doing what your boss tells you to do and you go home and then you don't think about your work stuff when you get home or what have you. But as an entrepreneur, every day is a new, exciting, mm-hmm. <laughs> like excursion through life. It's like a roller coaster ride and it sharpens you. The, the falls, the rises, all of those, the ups and downs that come from it that you're able to evolve as a human being mentally, emotionally, spiritually from that journey. So you spoke earlier about your mentor. So have you had any other mentors or coaches that have helped you along the way? Well, I mean, I'm very spiritual. So Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, intuition is a, is a big part in, you know, getting through some decision making, Mm -hmm. what feels right, you know, Mm -hmm. what doesn't feel right. What those are, those feelings exist. Discernment, um, yes. And then mentoring in terms of having, you know, per se a mentor. No, but I have a lot of, um, I've been able to create and attract strong circle around me where we can support each other through times where we need to reach out and be like, hey, I need, I need to sit down with you and strategize and I need a little bit of um, your insight. So that to mm-hmm. me is, is a form of mentorship as well, but it's it's that selecting the group around you that can empower you and help you grow. And I have such a great community and such a great circle around me to mm-hmm. to force out when I need to. I love so it. So it's I important think... you do that. It's not like you have to like sign up and, and say you need a mentor. You could just create a circle around you to also do that. But having a mentor is really, really important because it's someone that can, you know, you're accountable Mm -hmm. towards and that's not going to judge you. That's going to just be like your planner, right? Your life planner. (laughs) And they they help you avoid some of the pitfalls in life because Mm -hmm. they've been through it. So they're sharing their wisdom with you. Right. You offer that, correct? Yes, I do. Yes. I do. Yeah. <laughs> As an entrepreneur, it can be exhausting. So you're doing all of this work and you're running the spa and you've got your line and your training. What does Kavita's self-care routine look like? I'm really, uh, my friends make fun of me, actually, one of them in particular. She's like, okay, go ahead and do your morning ritual <laughs> with your <laughs> lotions and your <laughs> A lot of my friends know that about me, especially if they've traveled with me. But I'm I'm very particular about my mornings. Mm-hmm. My mornings are very sacred per se. So it's, you know, getting up at 6, 6.30, doing my deep yoga stretches for like 10 to 15 minutes, and then intaking like four glasses of water with electrolytes, mm-hmm. working out three times. 
a week, praying for 30 to 45 minutes every morning is Mm -hmm. really important to me. So that's my self-care and taking high-quality vitamins, eating as clean as I can, drinking 12 to 16 glasses of water a day. So that's really important because if I'm not taking care of myself, I won't be able to operate or function. So how am I supposed to succeed through that? Right. And I think it's even probably more pressure on you being in the beauty industry because you you have to be a product of the product, right? Right. And I sleep at ten ten thirty. Like I'm, that's it. You know, I <laughs> I want to go to sleep. In fact, it's funny though. I do socialize. I don't sound like I don't want to sound like a prune or anything. But you know, if it's like a Friday night, I'm working. I'm working till like six seven. I'll go home and I'll take a nap. Mm-hmm. But listen, don't be ashamed. I am an avid napper, okay? Naps are life. I will take a nap for like an hour, get up, have my coffee, and go out. And I'll go, mm-hmm. I'll reach where I need to reach at 11, 30, 12. I don't care. And mm-hmm. I'll be out till 6 in the morning. And I'll be fine. Right. Like, you know? Because you took that time to reset, I right? took that time yes. to reset. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So there's an article that I read And I love to ask every woman that comes on the show this question because it seems to be very on point. But it basically says that your favorite type of shoes says a lot about your personality. So shoes? Yes. (laughs) We see here mine. That's hilarious. (laughs) Okay. So Kavita, is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a high heel boot, a running shoe, a flat, a flip flop, a stiletto, claw? Runners. Yes. I wear runners (laughs) to work. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's see. It says, running shoe fans are goal-oriented. If you are someone who enjoys fitness challenges, takes your New Year's resolutions to heart, and has been known to go the extra mile with a label maker, we bet you prefer running shoes. This is someone who is very confident, very goal-oriented, and very organized. (laughs) Mm. I love my it's, runners. See, they I love really <laughs> so they really illustrate the idea of multitasking, taking care of everything, and being everywhere. Wow. <laughs> does that sound like you? <laughs> kind of does. Wow, it's kind of freaky. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. So before we go runners. to the final segment, I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you online. Okay. I mean, the best is Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. So I have two handles. One is at Kavita Siri underscore. Mm-hmm. And then there's one which is at Infuse Med Spa, which is the medical spa. Okay. I will have all of your socials and your website info in the details section underneath your episodes. So people don't have to search too far. They just can click and stay okay. connected with you online. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing myself. <laughs> listening to the podcast and thank you so much for your time and doing all the wonderful things that you're sharing on your social media and empowering us every single day so thank you thank you Kavita your daughter is absolutely gorgeous oh thank you (laughs) like wow thank you yeah my my children are a beautiful handful (laughs) yeah what a blessing I love that you said that yes they are they are so before we go the final segment I call it a walk in wisdom where I just ask some reflection questions and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right. So let's start with name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. The leader with no title from Robin Sharma. 
Mm. I love Robert Sharma. Mm-hmm. That's a really good book. Mm. What is it about? So it really talks about exactly that, the leader with no title. Mm-hmm. So just because, let's just, you know, use McDonald's, for example, the CEO, right? Mm-hmm. That's doesn't make you, that doesn't mean that you're the leader. What mm-hmm. you want to do is you want to say, for example, what kind of stands out to me in the book is this janitor, Robin was watching, he saw this janitor and every day he would do such an excellent job at his duties. Mm-hmm. So Robin went up to him and he's like, you know, I have to ask you something. Like, what's your secret? Like, what, why, are you, why are you so passionate every single day when you come here doing this job? And he says, well, I'm the CEO of what I do. You know, I'm the leader. Like, he basically was saying in a nutshell that for whatever you do, you are the CEO. So do mm-hmm. be great at it. So if it's like your job is to clean tables at a restaurant, you do a great kick-ass job. job at that every yeah. single day. You know? Love it. So such, it's such a great read. It's such a okay. great read. Yeah. I'm going to add that to my reading list. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Well, I mean, if that's the case, I'd want my picture on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd want it, I'd actually want it in Toronto. Um, I know a lot of people want to outreach in the States and stuff, but Toronto, you know, Toronto is a pretty popping city. The community out here is very supportive for um, a lot of things. And I think the one thing that if I were to have a billboard of myself in the um, Dundas Square, it would be of me promoting body positivity. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love it. Do you know Roxy? She goes by Luxurious Roxy yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I love her message of body positivity. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. important that we have more of that in, in the city of Toronto because I don't feel we have enough of it. Right. And I think it's important to have women who are representing body positivity that they are representing beauty positivity and also success like you have mm-hmm. to lead a successful life in everything that you do because mm-hmm. there are people who are looking up to you right exactly so you have that responsibility exactly. name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made that could be money time energy my business you mm. know my career and a lot of people like believe it or not i didn't leave my parents house till i was 36 and because I didn't have your typical nine-to-five job, mm-hmm. I was an entrepreneur since I was 19. So a lot of my money went right into the business. There was right. like a year, I remember my sister was like, well, why are you wearing the same clothes? First of all, they're clean, but you know, <laughs> you have to be smart. You're like, right. that's, that's an expense I'm not going to take right now because I have to put it towards my business. Right. It's my business and because... You know, like I said, God watches everything. He watched me at the time where I didn't have a lot, but I wanted mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. how I how I created it for myself. You, know? you were a good steward over little. That's why you have yeah. much. Yeah, 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? So I think one of the things that I have been able to master, I'm going to say the word master, mm-hmm. is how to deal with crisis <laughs> mm. and not like on an econ- economical stage or, you know, family stage. I'm just talking about like sometimes there's crisis in business, you know, mm-hmm. or how to deal with it. And, and I think the best way to deal with it is not to be reactive. 
So when there's an obstacle that comes, people usually get defensive and they run their decisions based on fear because they mm-hmm. can think, oh my God, I can't, you know, it's scary. What I do is I don't deal with that for maybe three days, one week, and I kind of let it sit. And I'm just like, it's going to resolve itself and I will help it resolve, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be that reactive leader where I'm going to be like, you did this wrong right away. Or, yeah, you're not you know, reacting out need- of emotion. Yeah, so mm-hmm. don't react out of emotion. This is right. React out of a good mindset and good decision-making because if you are going to be emotionally reactive towards a lot of things, you're not going to, A, gain respect, mm-hmm. and B, you're not going to make wise decisions. Right. right. So, yeah, I would have to say that that's definitely something that I've learned. Yeah. Okay. And what have you become better at saying no to? in the last five years. And that could be distractions, invitations, even family. I want to say when it comes to when I feel that someone's energy is draining me, mm-hmm. like so if to be in the family or can be within your friends and they're in a cycle, they can't get out of, I'm going to say no to overextending my time and health. Right. That's what I started saying no to. Right. That's a and good one. Great. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least question. What impact do you want to have on the world? I want to, I mean, this this is a question definitely that I, again, when I was 16, this is something I feel that's really come in the forefront in a positive way is when I was 16, I decided that I'm going to be a woman in business. I'm going Mm -hmm. to create a business that's going to help other women Mm -hmm. with their careers. And I'm going to inspire other women to follow their dreams. So this is exactly, I feel, what I've set since I was 16 and I'm following and I'm, I'm doing every single day. I love it. You're living in your purpose. I love yes, it. Yes, 100%. I love it. Wow. Okay. Kavita, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us and to share your gems and your testimony with us. Thank you. I truly appreciate you. And I appreciate you too. Thank you so much for considering me. I, I mean, you interview a lot of high-profile entrepreneur. So when you asked me, I was honored. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you are definitely within that class, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you don't feel it when you're in the the jungle. You're like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The struggle is real as an entrepreneur. I I just want to say that, you know, people will see you, they'll see the highlight reel on social media and not realize that you're a human being. You know, you still have your everyday struggles and sometimes it's heightened because you're an entrepreneur because it's not just yourself that you have to deal with and you know you spoke earlier about not reacting out of emotion and there's so many things and so much weight that is taken on that they may not see online and that's a part of the reason why I do this show is to have women like you just to share that life is real out here (laughs) yeah 100% So thank you. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, until next time, subscribe to our newsletter at awalkinmystilettos.com. And if you've received value from today's show, share it with a friend that needs to hear Kavita's testimony. And be sure to screenshot this week's episode and tag us on Instagram. You can tag Kavita at at KavitaSuri underscore. You can tag me at at TheRealMikiniSmith. And you can even send in your guest suggestions to info at awalkinmystilettos.com. So to all my faith walkers out there, continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. <laughs>